0: been the drunk special interest podcast where i get drunk and ray talks about their special interests i am drinking because charlie mentioned that he's heard of people having whiskey and coke and we had coke Uh Uh uh-huh coca-cola not you know cocaine sure (laughs) um and it's actually quite nice anyway
1: Yeah, anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm Charlie, my pronouns are he, him. <laughs> I'm
0: Amaya. my pronouns are he, him. And uh, I'm
2: Ray, hi, my pronouns are they, them.
1: Cool. Alright, Ray, what are we talking about today?
2: <laughs> so I wanted to talk about mushrooms, because it's not my current hyperfixation, but I've had a pretty long history of being really obsessed with them. Yeah. And I just think they're pretty neat.
1: Marge Simpson voice, I just think their needs.
0: <laughs> it's been a pretty long-running interest for you, so yeah,
2: exactly. I've tried to make my own identification like uh, field guide before where I tried to hand illustrate and hand write everything. And uh, I got like three illustrations in and gave up because that took way too much time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is, like, a super (laughs) neat idea, though. Like, hell yeah.
2: It was gonna look really cool, but holy crap, it was gonna take forever.
0: Oh, dang. I just remembered that there definitely is... Charlie, you have a bunch of those uh, Audubon field guides for a couple of different things. Yeah. Or at least you have one for rocks. But I just remembered that there's definitely one about north american mushrooms as well
1: yes
0: (laughs) and fungi yes uh ray do you have any like yeah field guides like that i have
2: an encyclopedia i actually got a di for like a buck 50 i think it doesn't have a huge section on mushrooms but it does have a pretty decent section yeah this one isn't much of an identification guide it's more of just like Really pretty illustrations and a very small blip of information, because um, it's more of an encyclopedia than anything. But it's really cool, so I pulled it out so I could look at it, um, so that I'd have information. Because I don't research anything; I don't do research. <laughs> That's, <laughs>
1: That's fair. fair. Uh, so, like, what is it about mushrooms that you think is neat? Do you, like, go out, like, in the field and identify them and try and find ones that you can eat? Or is it, like, other stuff about them that you think is cool?
2: Um, I have tried to identify them. Um, I don't trust my abilities to be accurate enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with figuring out whether or not they're edible. So I mostly just kind of like to go out and take pictures of them or try to collect them if I have time. Or somewhere to carry them. And then I'll try to identify them just to, like, test myself pretty much. Just to test my abilities to be able to find as close as I can to what I'm looking at. There's, there's some really cool websites um, where you can, like, input the details that you're looking at. And then it'll churn out a, like, list of things that match those details. So the more details you put in, the more limited the results are so the closer you get to finding what you're actually looking at which is really really cool
0: uh we had some mushrooms growing in our basil pot last year and i tried to use a website to identify those and eventually it got to the point where i would have needed a microscope and some calipers to identify further and it said do you have these tools and i said no and it gave me this is a little brown mushroom
1: yeah <laughs> uh-huh
0: so good luck don't eat it <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow yeah see that's that's fun when like like it could be this one which is totally safe or it could be this one which is absolutely going to kill you with no sense of remorse at all <laughs> for it and the only way you can tell is if you have a microscope I'm like, mm-hmm, okay,
1: mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fun, very cool, love that.
2: Yeah, um, some of them around Logan, especially, I do know of ones for 100% certainty what they are and that they are edible, which are the like shaggy main ink caps.
1: Mm. That's a fun name, yeah,
2: they grow everywhere, they're really cool. Um, those are edible, yeah, they are, but I've read that they're not very tasty, and yeah that tracks. You, you have to you have to work really fast preparing them and eating them because oh. as soon as you pick them they start to self digest. Into they turn, into a, they turn okay. into a big ball of like black mush. It's really wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember like I I think I was out walking with you once and we picked one of those and took it back and it melted basically.
1: Yeah, I'm Googling pictures of these, and they're very weird.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's
2: it's strange to me that they are edible. When they're not mature, they do look a little bit more appetizing, because they're just kind of an oval, like, egg shape with some, like, scales on them, and a nice, appealing mm-hmm. color, because they're just kind of off-white, but then as soon as they start to... Mm-hmm. They, they look like something that will kill you <laughs> once once they open yeah. up. Yeah. It's that's uh one of my favorite ones actually just because of the like self-digesting and i used the black ink and painted on something and that was that turned out pretty cool because it's like really opaque actually
0: yeah oh, neat yeah and they grow everywhere so you could definitely just use that as an ink source if you want yeah cool
2: possibly as for like what i think are cool about mushrooms i don't know like a lot of things, honestly. Like, the fact that they're neither plant nor animal. They're just kind of something in between.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. most of what I know about mushrooms evolutionarily is that they are closer in relation to Humans than they are to plants.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I they're probably closer to bugs I learned a fun fact about mushrooms the other day um, Their cells structurally are more similar to plant cells in that they have like a cell wall But the material uh-huh. that makes up the cell wall in mushrooms is not cellulose like it is in plants It's chitin, which is the same thing that makes up the exoskeletons of bugs
2: That is so bizarre
1: isn't it? I thought that was very weird and kind of horrifying, like, kind but I love of the it. Same
2: stuff on crab shells, too. That's Yeah. <laughs> what what the hell even are mushrooms, man? Like,
1: right? Right.
2: And like another thing I like about them is that uh the mushrooms themselves that you see above ground are just the fruiting bodies. They're just the I forget what they're called scientifically. They're just the thing that releases the spores so that the mushrooms can
1: reproduce.
2: But like the yeah, uh-huh.
1: it's the reproductive organ of the organism. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then their main where's
0: the rest of it? Their main
2: body is underground. It's the mycelium, and it can span for a uh-huh. pretty good distance, depending on the species. It can be a pretty big radius sometimes, of just mm-hmm. these like tiny, tiny fibers. That grow through the ground and like sometimes if you dig yeah. in a spot that's like next to a tree um you might find some like white fluffy cottony looking stuff in the ground that's usually the mycelium mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh.
2: huh. so there
1: yeah i have read that some of the largest <laughs> organisms on earth are like the underground part of mushrooms that are just expanding out infinitely <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Which just, is
1: kind of cool and kind of horrifying. Yeah, they can be
2: pretty gigantic underground, and then just the tiny bit that we see on the surface is just, like, a tiny fraction of it.
0: When you said you wanted to talk about uh, fungi, uh, you sent me an image, an illustration of some prehistoric fungi. Um, and you said you wanted to talk a little bit about those, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... What?
0: What were they? <laughs>
2: so, I looked it up today, and they're called prototaxides or prototaxites, I think. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's prototaxite. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so they were... I, I wrote down some information. This is the little research that I did. Um, they were... They existed, like, about 350 million years ago. So, like, before anything other than invertebrates were starting to go up onto the surface. Um... And there was, like, some moss and stuff, but not really any vascular plants yet. And they...
0: Right, so they were the only big thing. Yeah, they were
2: actually the biggest thing at the time, because they would go up to, like, six or eight meters tall and about a meter wide. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Holy shit. Yeah, they were
2: gigantic. And... So, like, I like to call them... And that's
0: just these weird...
2: obelisks, because... (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh That's pretty
2: much what they were. But they were...
0: Yeah, because it's just these strange fungus spires, right? Yeah,
2: they were just kind (laughs) of everywhere, I guess, for a while. Once vascular plants started evolving, though, they died off. And I'm not sure exactly the link there, but... uh, Yeah. Mm. But it's also kind of theorized that they're one of the first things that, like, helped make it so that vascular plants could evolve. Because they, like... Broke up some nutrients in the ground Made them accessible to plants So that they could start really yeah, yeah. growing there And getting bigger
0: Yeah I mean, I, I don't remember how Fungus biology Typically works I know that they decompose Dead things
1: Yeah I, I, I know stuff about that I, <laughs> I can explain that You could I mean, if you would like me to, I I didn't know if you... I don't
2: know their biology that well, honestly.
1: Okay, so, like, the way that mushrooms decompose things is that they are not like plants. They they do not, like, produce their own energy or food. They Mm -hmm. are more similar to animals in that they digest other things for food. The difference is that um, mushrooms digest things outside of their bodies. They release, like... Uh, acids and enzymes that break things down and then reabsorb it once it's kind of like turned into a mush. Uh, uh-huh. And that's how the mycelium, like, the the roots, the underground part of the mushrooms, the main part, like, make their way through, like, wood and, you know, rotting stuff, is they, you know, release their digestive enzymes and whatnot huh. into the area, and then it, like, breaks down, and then they just, like, burrow into stuff that way.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I knew they absorbed stuff, but I didn't know they... Like released enzymes to digest things. That's kind of metal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's <Interesting>. very neat.
0: <laughs> so that'd be like the stuff that the shaggy mane releases that digests itself once it gets picked. Would be those same enzymes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. It it just oh, that's eats very itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Extremely metal. I, I yeah, because the organism is trying to survive even though it's been cut off from the rest of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. <laughs>
2: Because, like, it makes sense, especially because the natural way for them to auto-digest, to start that process, is, like, right after they release the spores. So after that, mm. their job's done. So I guess, theoretically, if they digest, if they turn back into a mush, they could, I guess, get reabsorbed by the mycelium so that there's not too much loss of nutrition. Right. Yeah, like that's interesting. Like a spider eating
0: its own silk.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Huh.
1: Let's see. Um,
0: off and, off topic. Uh-huh. Spiders also release digestive enzymes. Uh, they do it through their bite. That's that's the poison in a spider's venom. Only uh, in because, some of them,
1: though. Some of them do have actual poison.
0: Well, many spiders' venom uh, includes like a paralytic toxin, but also it. That's when they release digestive fluid into their prey, and they dissolve their prey and.
1: Slurp it back Slurp it up. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spiders are pretty fucked up.
2: <laughs> uh, other than the t- the proto-taxites, I don't I don't know of any other like fungus, um, at least that we have fossils of. Because we do have fossils of that one, and for the longest time, mm-hmm. they thought it was some kind of um, like cedar tree, some kind of really big like conifer. Uh huh. Because of how big the like trunk structure was, and then they yeah. did some like I think like DNA tests on it, basically, and it came back to reveal that it's like way more related to modern fungi than any other like tree.
1: That's extremely that's very cool. cool. Yeah. I just I love to imagine a mushroom that's like as tall as three people standing on top of each other. I Just go up and take a big bite out of that.
0: If they got up to be six to eight meters tall, a meter is only a little bit less than four feet.
1: No, a meter is like three feet. A meter is a little bit less than a yard.
0: I thought it was a little bit more than a yard, like three and a half feet.
1: Never mind. I don't know metric. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I was under the impression (laughs) that two meters would be like seven feet. So that'd be six meters would be like
1: oh that's a lot huh that's a lot
0: yeah
1: (laughs) all right then yeah that's a big boy
2: yeah yeah i kind of wish they were still around i think that would be super cool there's also like in the fossils they could see little tunnels that they think little like centipedes and stuff were boring into the like
0: Mm.
2: into the structure and living there that's very
0: cool Something else uh, living in it or possibly using it as a food source. Yeah. Because, yeah.
1: Just take a big old chunch out of it. Delicious.
0: <laughs> I wonder what little funguses there were that we just don't have in evidence of in the fossil record then.
1: I mean, we there's fossilized bacteria. Like, we probably have some fossils of... Like, very small fungi, and we just don't know what they are yet. I I, haven't identified them.
0: I've seen people talk about fossilized spores before that they find in between vertebrae and use to, like, date a fossil. Yeah. But I I just, you know, there's there's bound to be a lot of them that we don't have. Mm -hmm. Especially if they did that same process of autodigestion, then Mm -hmm. where would it be?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, um, spores can fossilize, and like pollen and stuff can fossilize too. So, like, we probably do know about s- some ancient mushrooms just by like fossils of their spores. But I have not read a ton about that. So they I don't, don't
0: talk enough about fungus on PBS Eons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's my hot take of the spin episode.
2: Where are more of the ancient mushrooms? Where are they?
0: Uh huh. Give it to us. Did the aliens take him?
2: Yes.
1: I hate this. <laughs> I hate that ancient aliens is, like, such a widespread theory that, like, people actually say shit about it and are, like, truthful. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: and they're like what?
1: Like people like make jokes about ancient aliens, but like some people who make jokes about ancient aliens absolutely are not joking and genuinely believe it and I'm like fucked up if true.
0: It, some of them it, are not that... not joking at all when they say those things and other ones are like, well, haha, funny, am I right? Unless <laughs>
2: yeah. jk jk Unless... <laughs>
1: Unless, anyway, the the real lesson to learn here is that mushrooms are the ancient aliens. Uh,
2: basically, Honestly, yeah, I feel like they were the true like overlord of the prehistoric times. All of the centipedes and stuff were like worshiping them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> back before like plants came to the land, mushrooms were just like the shits ours now.
0: We live I here. Mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine compared to a little like. I don't know what era these mushroom towers were in, but like
1: Probably little... the Devonian period, right? That was before plants colonized like the the land masses of Earth. The Devonian yeah. period. Yeah, I think. It was the cool.
2: Devonian and another one that started with an S that I can't remember. Silurian? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was that's between the one. those Doesn't two. It
0: go... Yeah, Devonian, Silurian, then Cambrian.
1: No, Cambrian's before the Devonian period. The Cambrian Explosion is what uh, most of the, like, things that came before vertebrates were in. Like the weird things that don't have any kind of bilateral symmetry.
0: I thought the Cambrian Explosion was where we got all of those, like... (laughs) <laughs> Many segmented arthropods of the oceans
1: Uh, no, those were during the Silurian period, actually The, okay. the, the weird arthropods kind of flourished during the Silurian period the... That's where uh, Eucalopterus <laughs> was, like, the, the, the really, really big, like, um, what is it? What's the word? The, the big lobster thing with the weird <laughs> fantail The ones oh. that got, like, as big as, like, a shark That was during the Silurian period.
0: I can't visualize what you're talking about. I'm sure I've seen a picture. But no, I was I was thinking of the things that are like you know, their descendants are the the thing in the meme of the Doritos. Isopods? Isopods.
1: Yeah, those probably evolved during the Silurian period. Isopods. They're cute. I like them.
0: They're very good. What are those? Those are Doritos. It's an old bag design, I know. That's one of my favorite Tumblr posts. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: It's got a weird cursed energy.
0: It is very cool to think of a time when, instead of trees, there were towers of mushroom.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> an oh, obelisk what,
0: what a time, of mushroom. What a
2: time to be alive!
1: Uh-huh.
0: I would live Can in you the imagine
2: th- I would live in the giant mushroom. Can you
0: imagine being one of those little Devonian caterpillars or what have you and just like digging into it and not knowing where to find the way out. If they're a meter wide, then that's like a mile for us. It was uh-huh. the
2: original high-rise. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> New York City, but it's mushrooms.
2: <laughs> that could be a cool like, I don't know, children's illustration. Story based in the Devonian period. You, a tiny ant that lives in a
1: towering
2: (laughs) city of mushroom. Do you want to hear about lobster mushrooms?
0: Yes.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, lobster mushrooms are real cool, because they, like, I think one of the few things that really, the name really, really fits it, because Well, first of all, they're not actually a mushroom. It's like this parasitic coating on top of a mushroom. It's like this red, bumpy coating that's like this parasitic fungus that feeds on the mushrooms. So they'll completely cover them and Uh render them kind of unidentifiable as to what they originally were. Yeah. And they have like this... It makes a thick red like almost shell and then the inside of the mushroom stays white and then they have a very pungent seafood aroma
1: right isn't this that that thing that people use as like a vegan alternative to seafood
2: yeah Oh. yeah it's a really popular um replacement for crab meat. Lately. Um, they really taste That's like interesting. it. Interesting. Like it's more subtle than actual crab meat, but the smell especially is like it I I cooked some up with pasta one time huh. and it really smelled like seafood in my house.
1: Huh. Aren't they kind of expensive?
2: Um, sometimes, yeah. I got it from like a farmer's market and I think it was like yeah, it was pretty expensive. I think it was like eight bucks for some some decent sized ones, yeah. but farmers I
1: market's li- good though. Yeah, damn! I wish I could go to one that like had <gasps> mushrooms. God, yeah.
0: I used to live like a block away from a farmers market during the summer. It was awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> I wish dream. I could go to a farmers market with just like a basket and say, "Please give me some kale," and I could buy some kale and uh-huh. just take it home in my little basket.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a farmers market like down on 70 yeah, during know. the it's summer just... but it's like that's a that's a walk away it's a drive yeah it's
0: there's nothing that's a walk away from our apartment yeah
1: um, <laughs> yeah this this
2: booth that I got them from uh it was just this guy just this one guy that like goes off into the mountains mm-hmm. and finds mushrooms and then he fucking he uh-huh. sells them at the farmers market
0: that's such that's a dream job a little job. bit of a dream job
2: yeah yeah and like I think I overheard somebody else ask him where he gets them, and he just kind of gave them a super vague general area. Uh Because, like, obviously he wants to keep his stash secret so that, like, he can keep doing this without people completely ruining it. Yeah. Like, I was kind of bummed because, like, I want to know where they are. Please, I want to find them. (laughs) Yeah. All the mushrooms I find around here are really generic, like... Literally, one of them is called a field mushroom. That's how (laughs) Uh generic it is. It's called a field mushroom. Amazing. That's it. It's just a white, like, super round, like, when you think of mushroom, it's the exact one that probably pops into your head. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, like, I don't have anything really cool around here, aside from the ink caps. Those are still really cool, but, like... There's I haven't ever found an amanita of any kind, I don't think.
1: Are those the ones that are red with the white spots? yeah,
2: that's that's one of the um amanitas. There's a few different kinds. They look really similar. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: A lot of them actually have those like spots on top. um mm. but some of them are different colors, like some of them are like a yellowy orange with white spots, and then there's like a couple oh. ones with brown and white spots. And then there's one that's just a smooth greenish yellow cap. But like all huh. of those only really grow on like the West Coast, like Pacific Northwest area. Mm.
1: Humid one places. The,
2: yeah. One of the ones I'm looking at looks like it legitimately only grows in Washington, so there's that. Mm. <laughs>
1: Interesting. The I think the like the red ones with the white spots, I have read about those like Growing in like Scandinavia and stuff and like uh-huh. reindeer eat them and they're hallucinogenic. And yeah. people will like drink reindeer piss because it has the hallucinogenic mushroom stuff in it. What? Oh, no. Sorry, I just read about this a while ago. And I, I thought it was cursed. The most upsetting
0: I didn't know about that.
2: <laughs> that. last detail, that's horrifying. But I, I have <laughs> I, know, right? but I have heard about um like history of people seeing animals just kind of freaking out yeah. a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Or like
2: just standing and staring in the sky sometimes. There's just like, just having huh, a fun time. Wonder what's going on yeah. with that guy over there. I hope he's okay."
0: <laughs> just tripping out a little bit.
2: Ah, man. Yeah, those are those are another one of my favorites. The fly agaric, the red and white one actually kind of grows everywhere in North America.
1: Huh. Pretty much. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the it's... hallucinogenic one, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's also hmm. highly toxic. Do not recommend.
1: Oh, <laughs> of course.
0: Is that the thing that people speculated caused like the things that happened in Salem, Massachusetts?
1: No, that's a, a fungus that grows on wheat. Oh. Uh, I thought it
0: was like something getting into the groundwater.
1: No. I, one of the theories that I have heard of, of, like, the witch trials were caused by mass hallucinations or whatever, was that, Mm -hmm. um... I think it starts with a B. I don't remember the name. But there is a fungus that grows on, like, wheat and stuff. And the year that the witch trials started was a particularly humid one, according to record. Uh. So a lot of people have speculated that because it was so humid, their, like, food stores got this hallucinogenic fungus growing in them, and everybody started freaking the fuck out. And that's how the witch trials happened. But I don't think... I I don't think that's the whole story there like that is possible but I'm not sure that's the only (laughs) thing that caused that
2: It's it's just from what I've read in my history classes I think it was a conglomerate of a whole bunch of shit going on all at once and I think that (laughs) would have definitely been one of the triggers that would have made people start going (laughs) batshit for sure because that wouldn't have helped the situation at all yeah. having something mildly hallucinogenic sneaking its way into their food. Uh-huh. Like, that wouldn't help. <laughs> they were already kinda on edge it, and freaking
0: out. <laughs> it rarely does help to take medication or, like, drugs <laughs> unintentionally.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, no, I would say I would posit <laughs> that it never helps. <laughs> I, uh, another really cool thing about the, like, the more toxic mushrooms is, like, Sometimes you can tell, um, just by looking at them, because most of the more, like, it's most of the Amanita, like, family, or whatever, genus, I think, um, almost all of them are poisonous, and almost all of them have what's called a, uh, cup, and, like, if you looked at the very bottom of the stem, you'd see, like, a kind of eggshell-looking thing, because that's where the mushroom grew out of.
1: It was oh. when they very
2: first come up to the very surface of the soil. It's just like this tiny little round egg-looking thing, and then the mushroom kind of busts out of it and comes
0: out. Interesting. It's also where the
2: spot, it's, yeah, that's also where the spots on top of the fly agaric come it's from. it's breaking like up
0: the, the previous shell. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, like, the remnants of the shell and stuff stuck on top so of the So that's cap. definitely
0: more chitin then. <laughs> Probably. But quite
2: possibly, yeah.
0: Oh, it's not, weird. like, a
2: hard shell. It's, like, a soft, like, if you felt the gills of a mushroom. Yeah. It's basically, like, that same substance or, like, the stem of a mushroom, how it's, like, got that really long, fibrous, like, texture to it. I think yeah. that's pretty much what the cups are made of, but... If you see a mushroom that has a cup at the bottom, the likelihood of that wanting your death is probably really high. (laughs) That's a good
0: way to phrase it. (laughs) All right.
2: Which that that actually makes me wonder, since they digest things so well, being highly toxic could possibly pose more than one adaptation. Because one of them being, obviously, they don't want to be eaten. Uh Uh-huh. And then the other one, I wonder if maybe it wasn't, like, on purpose, but if it just kind of happened this way, that if something were to eat one, or eat enough of them, that it would die right on top of the mycelium body, huh? and then get eaten by the Hmm. mushroom. It'd
0: be more likely to die nearby enough that the same organism would pick it up.
2: Compelling. At least... At least sometimes. Anyway, mushrooms are trying to kill everybody.
0: Intriguing. That's what I'm trying to
2: say. I support them. <laughs> they may them.
0: succeed. i for one. Welcome our mushroom new... home. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm on your side. I've only eaten Oh wait, a shit ton of mushrooms in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if some mushrooms are more toxic just because they're better at digesting things. Like, if you eat something that is going to release digestive enzymes into your mouth and body, then maybe it just starts digesting you from inside, right?
1: I don't what a think that's possible
0: <laughs> I'm sorry I don't
1: know if that's possible I don't want to contemplate it but I don't think so
0: <laughs> I'm sorry it's,
2: it's a cool science fiction though for sure
0: I've probably think... read something along those lines before. I
1: mean, low-key, that's kind of what pineapple does when you eat it too. Pineapple has like some, yeah. some of the acid in it will like oh,
0: right. That's why we use pineapple enzymes to tenderize
1: meat. Yeah, uh-huh. Pineapple eats oh. you, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: eat this?
2: That... <laughs> that that actually makes sense. see, I didn't I didn't know that. And uh, my mom made the mistake of putting pineapple on some, like, glazed ham and, like, cooking it together. Oh. That glazed ham turned, it like, it wasn't mush, but it did not have any structure to it anymore.
0: Yeah. It was, like,
2: completely broken up into tiny little bits. Oh, no. <laughs> it was really funny.
0: <laughs> I guess you gotta cook the pineapple separate from the ham.
2: Uh, I wish I knew what like the most toxic mushroom was but I really don't know because for the longest time I thought it was fly agaric but I think as far as their toxicity goes they're one of the more mild ones because if you eat a little bit of it you might bug out for a while but after that you'll be okay especially since the human body's really good at getting rid of toxins most of the time yeah one of the like you'll usually puke it back up and be okay I think. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, there's one here called the Destroying Angel. Yeah, I was
0: gonna Oh, say. oh that's a
1: very cool name. I did <laughs> yeah. just Google most toxic mushroom, and I got, what is the most poisonous mushroom in the world? And the result is from British Columbia Medical Journal, Amanita phalloides, spelled P-H-A-L-L-O-I-D-E-S. Uh-oh. Um, apparently it grows in British Columbia, so that's why they have it in their medical journal thing, but... That's what Google says is the most toxic mushroom.
0: It is in the Amanitas (laughs) genus, then.
1: Uh Uh-huh. It's spelled like phallus.
0: Yeah. Why did they do that? Couldn't tell ya. I mean, probably because Amanitas are a little bit, like, they have a thick stem and a round cap. But why did you do that, scientist?
2: Because they're horrible. Yep. (laughs) Like, the corpse flower... Mm -hmm. I can't remember its scientific name, but it translates to misshapen phallus. So there's that.
0: I've seen pictures of them. Yeah. Disagree.
2: (laughs) Uh, You might not be thinking about the right corpse flower, because there's actually a few. (laughs) Uh
1: Of course there's more than
0: one. We're talking about the flowers that smell like a dead body, right? Yeah,
2: there's actually quite a few. There's also mushrooms that smell like dead bodies, like a few species that of them yeah me. there's there's one that looks like an eldritch horror that um mm-hmm. it grows in like this nice round ball of just like a white just round ball and then at one at some point it like busts out of this like white shell and it's just these red like bright red tendrils in kind of a cage shape
1: mm-hmm. i've seen photos of that one i know what you're talking yeah. about huh. they are Creepy.
2: Yeah, they're really spooky looking. Um, and then there's the uh, the red juice tooth.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that yeah, one.
2: Those are really cool. There's, there's like, I swear, infinite just species of mushrooms that exist.
1: They really do have excellent naming conventions also.
0: <laughs> is it actually called the red juice tooth or is that just... One of the artists we all follows, handle.
1: Uh, I believe the mushroom itself is called the bleeding tooth mushroom,
0: but Dross's, is... yeah, <laughs> red juice tooth.
2: Yeah, that's just how I remember it because of Dross. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Ray, you brought up the destroying angel. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I don't remember how it. I I remember hearing something about the Destroying Angel, but I know it was in, like, a religious speech, so (laughs) I don't know if it was accurate (laughs) that it kills you, like, very slowly and you don't know what's happening.
2: Um, I don't know, but I did just remember a story that might have involved the Destroying Angel. It could have been mm-hmm. another white mushroom, though, that had a, a very ominous name because a lot of them do, especially if they are toxic ones. It it was it was one of the highly toxic ones, I think. it It was probably a destroying angel because it looked like the one that they mentioned, but yeah. it was this this like lady that went out just finding mushrooms, I guess, and she found these white mushrooms, mm-hmm. and because they are just white and they have like a regular concave um no like convex like cap where it's like nice and rounded and it looks kind of like a button mushroom like you'd find in the grocery store especially if it's mushrooms
0: are the ones you just get in the store
2: yeah especially if you find it younger before the cap's fully opened and like more flattened out because that's when it starts to really look different but when it's really young it really looks 100% like a mushroom you'd find in the grocery store. So this lady found yeah. them. And I presume that she had found less mature versions of it and thought that they were just common white mushrooms. So she picked a few of them, took them home, and then, like, cooked them into a soup. And then, like, she ate the <laughs> soup. she She said it tasted totally fine tasted really good and then she just like felt really sleepy and went to bed and then she woke up three days later in a hospital so she she, like woke up after a coma and somehow she had survived eating a pretty good handful of these mushrooms and i don't know how she lived i don't think she i don't think the doctors know how she survived because that's like that's a really horrifying that's like the worst case scenario almost it's like you eat it, it's yeah. totally unassuming, your body doesn't reject it, it tastes fine.
0: And then you go to sleep by yourself And then you just go
2: to sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: Oops.
2: It's it's so scary. <laughs> oh like I love mushrooms, but I am also respectfully terrified of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think it's important to have a like a healthy amount of respect and fear for nature in general. Yeah, like it's, it's always
2: out to kill you. Like everything it makes is something something horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I I think I should send one of these pictures to the group chat so you can see just how basic they look. That's the scariest thing about these like everybody knows the fly agaric and what they look like and because they're bright yeah. red your, like, instincts tell you, oh, that's not food.
0: <laughs> that's right. not something I should ever
2: and, put in my mouth.
0: And if you pick a shaggy mane, I mean, those are edible, but they look toxic.
2: Yeah, especially once they start to immediately rot. You're like, oh, that's bad stuff, actually. That's not. Yeah. That's not something I want in my body or near me ever, in fact. It was so gross when uh-huh. I had that shaggy mane just, like, Chillin' on a plate in the kitchen, I put it on a paper plate of all things, and it like soaked through the plate, so like made a mess yeah. on the counter and just got everywhere. They just
1: become goo. Yeah, huh? there was like they just dissolved. There
2: was no remnant yeah. of the body left. It was just black goo. It That's was very interesting. So, so weird.
1: It's kind of interesting that, like, the mushroom itself is white, but, like, when it dissolves itself, it turns black. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why they're called ink caps? Can you, like, make ink with that?
2: Um I think it's just because they look inky, but I I should definitely look into whether or not they've been used as ink before. Oh boy,
0: is that the Destroying Angel that you just sent? Yeah. Yeah, it really does look identical to a standard button mushroom, like the kind that you just buy in packs at the grocery store, except for the cup at the bottom.
2: Yeah, you see it, that's the only thing.
0: I've never seen a button mushroom growing in the wild, so I wouldn't even know the difference, I think.
2: Yeah, and especially if Wild. it's covered enough in enough dirt or like dead leaves or something, you might not even notice the cup when you pick it. Mm-hmm. And like,
0: because it won't necessarily come with it. Yeah.
2: Mac is like climbing on me.
0: <laughs> oh dear.
2: Oh, it's it's seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: do you need to go feed him?
2: Nah, I feed him at eight. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. He's just impatient.
1: He's just being rude. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's he's very rude. He has no patience and he has no qualms about interrupting anything. He's a cat. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Let's see. What what other cool mushrooms are there? Oh yeah, there's the uh there's the puffball. Those are one of my favorites. They
0: What are those?
2: Um, They're called like a giant puffball They're They're really weird Mm -hmm. Uh Because they don't have like a stem And cap It's literally just a ball Of whatever mushrooms are made out of
1: Don't they get really big too Like as big as a person's head Yeah they
2: can get as big as like a softball And you can eat them As long as they're not too damaged or too old Like they start to go like grey greenish If they get too old um but you can like cut them up and eat them and they look delicious and i really want i really want to eat one so bad
1: <laughs> yeah i think i've oh seen God. pictures of those on ship Glumshoe's tumblr you just slice through them like a slice of bread they're yeah. really large
0: I am googling photos, and there are literally ones that are the size of someone's torso, uh-huh. like larger yeah. than a pumpkin that you would pick to carve for Halloween. They're big amazing. Boys. Enormous. They're
2: amazing, and I, I don't understand their structure because, like, they don't—I don't know what they're for because they.
1: Yeah, they're just big round.
2: Yeah. They almost seem like a mistake, kind of like how truffles are. Do
1: those ones not, like, release spores, then?
2: I don't think so. They don't look like they have any spore structures. Because they don't have any gills or pores or anything. Yeah, they would
0: have to just dissolve to do that, wouldn't they? I guess.
2: Like, maybe that's the point. Maybe they
0: just explode eventually. (laughs) 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 And we just pick them too soon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) just they just burst randomly like a landmine (laughs) that'd be horrifying oh man
0: did i hear you say that truffles are a mistake
2: basically yeah so i might have to google it real quick but um basically what truffles are is like, like just a mushroom that never made it to the surface and then they uh-huh. just kind of develop in a weird way that they're not really supposed to. I don't remember exactly how it works. Um, and they're rare, oh. which is like one of the reasons they're so expensive. They're not even like I've had I've had truffle oil. and It wasn't that impressive, but I don't know. Is, Carly just like, showed
0: me a cross section of a puffball mushroom that looks like a loaf of bread that I've baked before.
1: It's bread. Yeah, they're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> just slice them up.
0: They're smooth.
1: <laughs> I really want to eat one of those now. Oh my gosh!
0: Just take they, a big old slice really and put like, some jam on it. Take a big
2: old slice of it. Put it on the grill.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be delicious. Just use a slice of it as the center of a burger.
2: Yeah. Yes. that could be really interesting. Like <laughs> portobellos are really, really good for that.
0: Yeah. Um
2: how how is were truffle formed? Are we still formed? talking shit
1: about truffles? Yeah, yeah we were how is
2: truffle formed because I know at least it's not from Stardew Valley. I'm talking about formed. real life, Google. <laughs> the truffle <laughs> is the fruiting body formed when the fungal species is ready to produce. Ripe truffle carries millions of fertile spores. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe they, like, they're supposed to do that. Okay, so I don't know. I wonder how they release that. I don't know what it was that I heard of that, like, it's kind of a
1: rare. They do usually stay underground, though. Like, truffles you don't usually find above ground. Yeah. So that's the, the difference between those on a regular mushroom, then.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, the...
0: the truffle just, like, expects to get crushed at some. that's how the spores release.
2: Or maybe they just release them back into the soil that they're surrounded by. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How are
0: truffles
1: grown? Maybe because they... Because the Uh reason that like pigs sniff for truffles is because they, like, release a chemical that smells similar to, like, the pheromones that wild boars have during mating season. Uh (laughs) Don't ask me why I know this. But, like, (laughs) maybe they don't grow above ground because they evolved with the expectation of animals searching them out and then, like, eating them and dropping the spores elsewhere as they're eating them. Because there are are plenty of plants that evolved that way, like, co-evolved with animals that, like, pollinate them or pick them up and take their seeds elsewhere, you know?
2: Right. That could be really, really likely, especially because they are putting out, like, the same pheromone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that, that would make a lot of sense. Evolution is
0: wild. It
1: really is. Every
0: time somebody says that an octopus has the most distant DNA on the planet from anything else that we're used to, I'm just like, but what about, what about mushrooms? It's <laughs> wild to me that they're closer related
1: yeah, we're more closely related to mushrooms than to octopuses, probably, huh? We we came yeah. from
2: the mushrooms. And to the mushrooms we must return. <laughs> can
1: you imagine? <laughs> imagine what? Being a mushroom? Yes, I can. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just
0: imagining like <laughs> the way you said that, Ray, made me think of Junji Ito.
2: Oh god. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine just finding a giant mushroom like the size of a California redwood that uh has a human-shaped hole cut out in it and entering the hole, T-posing? Become the mushroom.
2: I would do that so fast, like I wouldn't even question it. I would just go right into the mushroom.
0: (laughs) This is my shroom. It's made for me. I hate
1: this.
2: This this is my fate. This is where I belong. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Holy shit horrifying thank
0: you <laughs> they're welcoming your return look to
2: the obelisk
0: <laughs> what if that had been the end to the muppets movie with gonzo in it just like he's not like from a space mushroom? he's a fungus <laughs>
1: That's believable. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't question it if they said that was true. His weird-looking nose kind of looks like a mushroom. It
2: turns out he's just a sentient mold. Yeah.
1: Like it makes sense. I wouldn't be mad about it.
0: It makes sense, you say. <laughs>
2: I mean, have you seen Gonzo?
0: I have. He looks more like a bird.
1: I think his weird nose looks like it could be made of mushroom, but that's just me.
2: He's got that, like, blue, musty-looking fur.
1: You know, I guess
0: I wouldn't be shocked (laughs) to see that on a mushroom, just intrigued. You have a
1: valid point. (laughs) So Gonzo is a fungus. (laughs) This is what we've decided. I suppose.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's nothing (laughs) in the movie that says that the aliens are, in fact like, carbon-based humanoid mammals. (laughs) Fair. They could be fungus.
1: I'm just imagining what a sentient fungus that evolved from, like, the current fungi on our planet would be like.
2: I wonder if- That would be
1: pretty fucked up.
2: Sorry, I wonder
0: if
1: mushrooms have thoughts. How would we
0: even know?
1: They don't have any kind of nervous system as far as I'm aware. Uh, but the, like, the structure of the, the underground part, like the mycelium, the way it branches is pretty similar to how, like, you know, the human nervous system branches within our bodies. So, like, who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows? I mean, I mean, plants don't have a nervous uh, system either, but...
1: Do plants have thoughts that we know of?
0: Well, no, but plants do communicate from one part of the plant to the other, yeah. yeah, there is information that is received by one set of cells that another set of cells responds to. Oh, interesting. Like, the the roots grow in a particular direction. And,
2: plants like, can also communicate to other plants via their root systems. Oh, I didn't or know nice. that either. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. So,
2: like plants of the same species will communicate to each other and negotiate for space. So they won't overcrowd each other's roots mm-hmm. or um Leaves,
0: Right, and that's how you get those weird, like, like, one-foot spaces between the trees in... Yeah. In, like, the canopy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: It's that the trees are actually talking to each other a little bit.
1: (laughs) That's
2: very cool. They're trying to not compete as much for light,
0: which is... Wild. Really neat. That's one organism communicating with an entirely separate organism... Mm -hmm. Right? Because those trees aren't Two trees are not usually the same organism
1: Sometimes they can be um, Not
2: unless they're an aspen
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of different kinds of trees That like their root systems Will branch out and like uh, New trees will sprout from the Existing root system so like entire Forests can be the same Organism. There are trees that, that Do that, but not Like all of them are, certainly
0: Yeah
2: Yeah Oh, that, that reminds me, um, that was another thing I was going to talk about, um, about the, the mycelium. There's actually a few, I think. I don't know what species of tree that it's been commonly found on. Like, actually, I think every tree of this species it's found on, but, um, they've evolved with certain species of mycelium. To coexist, to like symbiotically exist together. Mm -hmm. But the mycelium will live on the roots of the trees. And in exchange for some nutrients from the tree, they help the tree get nutrients that they usually wouldn't be able to reach. Because the mycelium is so much finer. Mm -hmm. And can reach so much further into places than a lot of of tree roots can. Because they can't get quite as small.
1: Oh, that's very cool. So they...
2: They basically become just an extended part of the root system wow, of the tree. Hell yeah. Yeah. Interesting. There's kinda, they just live together like that. And they, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things that I learned in, like, one of my plant science classes. That's yeah. super
0: cool. Symbiotic yeah, it, evolution is really neat. Mm-hmm. All the, the example that comes to mind for me is, uh... I think there is a moss that is technically, I, I might have terms mixed up, but there is an organism that is composed of an algae and a fungus, I believe, ex- existing uh-huh. in tandem so that they are more or less cultivating each other to feed off of the resources that each one gives off in respiration.
1: Interesting. Um, so... Yeah, that's so super the algae cool.
0: involved will do photosynthesis and uh-huh. respirate. And the other organism involved will feed off of that and return carbon dioxide to the algae. And it's just a whole colony that develops based on that. That's but they really can't cool. live separate from each other. Hmm.
2: That sounds like that sounds like a moss or a lichen. Yeah, I feel
1: like I remember reading that a lot of lichens are like symbiotic with mosses and other stuff that they like either grow on or near. I don't know a lot about lichens, but I do do know that they are like kind of fucked up organisms. <laughs> like they do some weird shit. Are lichens technically a plant? I don't think so. I think that's why they're so fucked up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's they're really weird. I followed somebody on Tumblr who was like going way super deep into plant science. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the reason one of the reasons I realized I didn't really want to go into plant science anymore because it was like, oh, I'm not that interested. Actually,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like this person was super super interested in lichens specifically a lot yeah. of the time. So they would post a lot about them, and every time I would try to read them. And try to understand. They would use so much, like, terminology of, like, all the various species or organisms involved in whatever the hell lichens are. <laughs> uh-huh. And I still don't know. I, I don't know. And then, of course, like, I saw them post a lot about how trying to identify lichen is just hellish. <sighs> Uh Because, like, you have to use a microscope, and even then it's, like, it narrows it down to, like, maybe five species. Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear.
1: Okay, so I was going to drive myself crazy thinking about this, so I googled what is a lichen made of. Uh, Lichens are not a single organism. They're a combination of two different organisms which live symbiotically. So I was right about that. Uh, Most lichens are composed of... Fungus and algae, usually a green algae or a cyanobacterium. Oh, Uh, yeah. So a photosynthesizing bacteria.
2: That's really, really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Lichen are really weird. I don't understand them at all, but I support them. That's wild. (laughs) They're
2: strange and funky little creatures, and they grow on rocks where (laughs) nothing else can grow. And I think they're, I think they're neat.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. I don't think I would want to spend my whole life studying those either, so, like, valid. But they are pretty cool. Oh, no, I think
2: I would drive myself
0: mad. Yeah, You do you, funky little microscopic organism.
1: Oh, I have another... I listened to an entire episode of a podcast about mushrooms the other day in preparation for this episode, so I do have (laughs) one more, like, fungus fun fact.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh,
2: excellent, yes. Okay, so
1: did you know that the reason why a lot of our antibiotics come from funguses and, you know, the fungi that grow on... You know, penicillin is uh, from a mold that was discovered on bread, I think.
0: It's related to blue cheese mold.
1: Yeah. Um, The reason why so many of our antibiotics come from fungi is because... Fungi's main like competitor for resources is bacteria. So a lot of them have evolved yeah. very complex chemical ways to like kill off bacteria in the area around them to like prevent competition. I see. And like the reason that fungi are m- more successful than bacteria in like the environments that fungi are most often found in which is like inside of wood or inside of dirt is that bacteria really can only like live on the surfaces of things whereas fungi because they can like digest their way through stuff can like burrow down into things right. so like mm-hmm. the the reason that many of our antibiotics come from funguses is because they are in direct competition with bacteria and do their best to thwart them and kill them which i think is cool and great (laughs)
0: so synthesizing from a fungus that is targeted that way to create a general antibacterial Uh uh-huh oh that makes
1: sense yeah i just thought it was really neat that's
2: really incredible i like i knew they didn't get along like i knew like i remember being taught that i think in like high school science maybe that fungi and bacteria cannot exist in the same space really i didn't know that they had developed like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: a biological weapon
0: (laughs) chemical warfare
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's pretty much what it is it's very cool yeah mushrooms are neat 10 out of 10 10
2: out of 10 yeah yeah very very cool Sadly, I don't know a lot about them. I just kind of get into niche little pockets of information. Yeah, um, so I get like, that. I, I just know about particular mushrooms. Yeah. The the ancient one that, like, was gigantic was just, like, really fascinating to find out. They They discovered that in, like, 2012, I think. Like, they had found these fossils sometime in, like, 18... 18- 70s I think like a really long And they only recently were able
0: to do the DNA Test to identify it as a fungus Yeah That's extremely cool
1: Wow yeah Alright I have one final question then For you Ray Okay Do you have a favorite mushroom
2: Um my favorites I honestly think my most Favorite might be The shaggy mane
1: Yeah is that that one that lives around there where you live?
2: Yeah. It it might either be a Shaggy Mane or the Amanita Muscaria. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: Fly Agaric. Yeah, those are those are my two favorites. Yeah. Yes. The Shaggy Manes look really cool,
0: mm-hmm. I think. I really like morels just because they bumpy.
1: Oh, yeah. Are they the ones that the top of them is like the weird kind of round cagey shape? Um, or is that a different one?
0: They...
2: That's a different one. Uh, morals kind of look like a brain almost. Yeah, oh, they've yeah. got
1: like
0: this weird structure to them that's just like puckered and ridged, uh-huh. like <coughs> like you took a mountain range and just wrapped it all around a mushroom multiple times. Okay, it's just crumpled. Yeah. It looks like it imploded on itself a little bit.
1: Yeah, are those ones edible?
0: Yes. False morales are not, and it's hard to know the difference.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but sometimes. that's a really yeah. common
0: one that people go out mushroom hunting for.
1: Yeah. Ray, have you been out mushroom hunting? Like, you said you went, like, to look to identify ones, but have you ever, like, been out specifically to look for edible ones or nah?
2: Um, not yet. I really, really want to. Like, I wanted to go up into the canyon nearby and try to find them. Mm-hmm. I need, like, I know there's a mycology, like, group in town.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, that rules.
2: Yeah, there's probably people I could ask at the university herbarium, too, about the mycology, like, group, and if they know the secret mushroom spots <laughs> yeah. to yeah. find all the good mushrooms. Because I know there are good spots, but I don't think right next to the trail, like, right next to the hiking trails, are well they're Where they'll grow because It's usually too sunny on the trails And I think you have to be like further back Into the proper woods Area where it's darker and more Like wet to find them Yeah I I, I don't know where the good spots are yet But I really really want to find them And I don't know if I'd eat any of the ones That I find just because I'm not I don't trust myself
0: (laughs) Right You'd (laughs) want to have somebody to fact check you for a while I, I would guess
1: yeah, I feel like, like that might be where, like, a mycology group or whatever would come in handy if you all, yeah, like, go out mushroom hunting together.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, that would be my favorite thing to do, honestly. I would love to go out with a group and go look for mushrooms, because then, like, everybody, there, at least, you know, the the, path, the wisdom of many, like, at least we could bounce ideas off of each other, like, do you think this will kill me, or mm-hmm. do do you think it might be something delicious to roast over a fire because Yeah. Then then they'd be able to tell me and talk me out of eating something that will probably mess me up.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just had a really cool thought. Imagine if there was like something akin to a rock show, but for mushrooms. Uh huh. So like that you've got, would be
2: so cool. You've
0: just got this it'd have to be chilly in there, I'd imagine um, but just this big room with lots of tables of people displaying their fungus and maybe they've got a hunk of mycelium for sale and <laughs> Yeah.
1: There are, there are people Somebody's who like grow one their one own mushrooms, mushroom right?
0: Kits. That
2: would be totally possible too, because like sometimes, like a lot of the time you can have like uh preserved mycelium in jars. Like uh oh. my friend's partner, I think. Um, he, like, he has a whole bunch of spores and mycelium that he keeps in jars, and he grows, like, a lot of different kinds Uh of mushrooms, like oyster mushrooms and stuff, stuff for cooking, at least I think. I don't Mm. know what else he's doing, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not here to judge people's mushroom-growing habits.
2: Yeah, but, Uh like... He has these really cool jars, and it just looks like they're full of like really dirty, nasty water. But there's mycelium in there, <laughs> and like oh, if, cool. if like and they maintain their structure when they're preserved too. So you can just like reach in there with like tweezers, and you can pull out strings of mycelium.
1: Oh, Oh, that's very Yeah, and then you
2: can plant them and grow them. Oh my god,
1: after they've been preserved, like, they survive? Yeah,
2: they can actually survive for a pretty long time, depending, as long as you preserve
1: them properly. Oh, that's rad. Yeah,
0: fungus will outlive us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, for one, welcome our new fungal
0: overlords. (laughs) Uh Oh, man. No, I I was just thinking of, like, there are are mycelium kits that you can buy in, like, catalogs Uh and online. um, Yeah. That... They send you a big ball of mycelium and a medium that it's growing on, and you can just keep it in a dark, moist environment, and you'll have some, you know, shiitakes in a few months.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I grew some oyster mushrooms from a kit. That was really fun. That was yeah. really, really fun. They yeah, were yeah. delicious. Sadly, it didn't grow enough at a time to sate my hunger. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. mushrooms shrink so much when you cook them.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and like, the best way to cook an oyster mushroom, I learned, is you can, like, Mm -hmm. pull them apart into strips, kind of like string cheese. You can just, like, pull them apart. And then you just Uh get, like, some oil in a pan, and you get it nice and hot, and then you just, like, really quickly fry them, and they get crunchy. Uh Kind of like a...
0: Mushroom fries.
2: Yeah, like, they're kind of like a fried... Like the fried onions or something That you'd put on top of like a salad or something
1: Oh that sounds really good It's
2: delicious I highly recommend it If you can ever get get your hands on Oyster mushrooms It's really good to cook them that way
1: Oyster mushrooms aren't like super uncommon though Uh Are they? Like you could buy that at a grocery store
0: There probably are some at the grocery store Around here because I'm fairly certain Obviously not certain enough To pick them from the wild Mm -hmm. That Uh I saw some last summer
2: Okay, yeah, they're um, pretty easy to identify. They're like more oblong. They're yeah.
0: They grow as shelf mushrooms. Yeah, they're kind like, of like a toadstool. Not... Yeah, okay. they grow out of the side of things.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> cool. Well, now I want to go like get a mushroom growing kit and yeah. make some right? mushroom fries. It's really
2: fun. Um, I just mm-hmm. bought one at Lowe's.
1: Hell yeah! That's such a weird place to sell something like that, isn't Lowe's like a like a Home Depot, don't they have, like, home improvement stuff? They have
0: gardening stuff, too, so I'm not not too surprised. (laughs) It was in their
2: gardening section. It just came in this cute little box that I think was, like, being advertised for children as kind of, like, a scientific scientific experiment. It was really super fun.
0: Wholesome. Where did you set it up? Because I don't think we'd have anywhere that would hold the humidity except our shower, Um, and we need that. I
2: had (laughs) a terrarium. And I just oh. misted it with like a spray bottle a few yeah. times a day. Um, the cool thing about moist- about uh, oyster mushrooms is that um, they actually do photosynthesize a little bit. So they do need at least some indirect sunlight in order to live. So you, wouldn't, so you didn't
0: have to cover them.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't have to keep it in like your closet or something where you'd forget about it. You'd have to have them out in the okay. open somewhere.
0: All right.
1: That's interesting. Maybe I we might
0: get a fish tank and some <laughs> some oyster mushroom mycelium.
1: Yeah, I might look up where you can buy one of those cuz I doubt you can get an oyster mushroom growing kit at the fucking Walmart here. You,
0: you can just buy them online though. <laughs> probably yeah, that's not. what I figured. <laughs> and I bet I bet you could if if mycelium is that if it functions the way that I'm thinking it does from our conversation, then you could probably mm-hmm. just break up the mycelium and the medium into chunks and line the bottom of the terrarium with it if you wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, that'd be the best way to, to do it.
2: I'm not sure. I feel like it might dry out too fast if you broke it up that much.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I did try to like make more mycelium because after it fruits a couple times, it goes dormant. So I, I tried to like cut off the very base of the mushrooms where there was some like mycelium on them. And like reconstitute uh-huh. some mycelium cultures in some coffee grounds, but they got yeah. they all got moldy. Even though I tried to like sanitize everything with alcohol, <sighs> I was so Rit. sad. It's it's so easy. Yeah, for them I to wonder get moldy. if you could like
1: spread them out more by like putting down a layer of you know those like mulch wood chips and then putting down a layer of the stuff and then putting more wood chips over them because I do know that like that kind of like landscaping mulch Like, mushrooms will just grow there on their own because they like all of the dead wood and the way that it retains humidity. So, like, if you put layers of those in between with the mushrooms in them, that would give them, like, more stuff to munch on. And, like, then you Uh could spread them out more and have more room for more mushrooms. That might might work.
0: And it might be more aerated in a way that would promote more growth, but not as much mold. Because coffee grounds, I think the problem is that they're really, really fine.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it was too densely packed and uh yeah. it's it's really hard like you can't really sanitize coffee grounds very yeah. well.
1: Just grow some mushrooms in a fucking aquarium, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Take those to the farmers market. Yeah. Like,
2: I I really I really want to try growing mushrooms again. I've found some websites where you can buy like spores and stuff too, like not just mycelium but like spore syringes for very specific like, like chanterelles and stuff Ooh,
1: interesting yeah. you, you gotta become one of those people who grows a lot of mushrooms And then goes to the farmer's market And sells <laughs> your mushrooms
2: <laughs> I would love to do that There were people at the local farmer's market Like not The the one that I got the lobster mushrooms Were from Ogden So a city, uh. like a few cities away Um It's a much bigger More diverse farmer's market But the local one is a bit smaller there for a little bit. He wasn't there this last year or the year before, but he used to go and sell oyster mushrooms every Saturday. Because he, yeah. he grew them out of these big bags of straw
1: that he kept oh. in like
2: a shed. Yeah,
1: and that, that was works, huh?
2: <laughs> that was his oyster mushroom <laughs> cultivation. Cool.
1: Yeah, you can really just grow mushrooms on anything that decomposes, huh?
2: Pretty much. Hmm. Uh, the only problems are like um, Competing Fungus that may already exist In the medium and like Mold yeah. and stuff Yeah
0: Yeah.
1: But like yeah. I've seen photos of mushroom farms That are just like lots of logs Stacked in like a circle So that it's dark on the inside And then like uh-huh. It maintains the humidity
0: mm-hmm.
1: But like yeah you could probably Just grow a mushroom on anything huh That's cool
2: I anyway. think I should probably go feed my cat soon because he just bit my hand really hard. Oh,
1: rude. <laughs> Being a grumpy little lad. Alright, well, thanks yeah. for. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for yeah. talking to us about mushrooms. Mushrooms? Mushroom. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, it was really fun.
1: Should Hell we do yeah. an outro of some kind? I don't think we have We one. don't usually do one.
0: No. That's I it. I think we usually just, like, that's it.
1: <laughs> uh huh. That's it. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spin. Next time, Mir returns to tell us all about the life cycle of stars. That episode will be uploaded Friday, March 27th. Our theme music was composed by Alora Driver. You can find her other music at aqua-girl.bandcamp.com. If you want to join us on the podcast, email us at spinpodcast@gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at spin_podcast or on Tumblr at spinpodcast.tumblr.com.
1: Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.